All right. This, this may still be too loud, guys. I talk loud. So, all right. So, uh, I asked a couple of ladies back here a while ago if they would rather go Army or if they'd rather go 60s. They chose 60s, all right? So, tonight, every time you want to say amen, amen simply means may it be or, or so be it. Instead of saying amen, because that may be a, not quite a cultural thing for your age, instead of that, they chose 60s, so you say right on. Okay, so let's practice that. Right on? Right on. All right. What you're saying is may it forever be. Right on? Right on. All right. That's, that's the word for tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about reality tonight. Uh, most of you have probably seen or uh, at least heard about, I bet you've seen some type of a reality show. Uh, there's thousands of them. On, they, they crack me up. I do not like watching reality shows because what they do is they bring in some yahoos and they put all of them in a house together and they say the, the meaner you can be to each other and the more you can be to each other, right? The better off it'll be and the more the ratings will go up and uh, all those kinds of things. And they call it reality. And I say bullety. Alright? There's no such thing. That, that is not how life goes. In fact, if you look in the uh, dictionary of what reality means, it means uh, the world or state of things as they actually exist. Can I just tell you, Big Brother is not the way things actually exist? Most of those reality shows, right on? Right on? All right, I'll prompt you a lot, but if you want to just, you, you just say it any time, that's cool with me, all right? So we'll be all right. Um, that is not our world. That is not the world that exists for the child of God, certainly, and it's not reality. So uh, we're not really going to even talk about um, uh, reality shows and the married or the not married or whatever. Then what we're really going to talk about is Christianity. It's reality Christianity. Is our Christianity real? Or are we going through the motions? Is it fake? And, and we're going to spin it on a real positive way instead of kind of a negative beat, beat down. We're going to share it in a positive way. The passage that was assigned, assigned to me is Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You guys know this verse because it's used a lot. There's songs all about it. Uh, but we're going to read it together and kind of uh, talk about it. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp. It puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. You guys, we are the lights of the world. Sometimes I feel like a light. Sometimes I don't feel so much like a light. But we've been called to be lights. Amen? Right on. I get old sometimes, yeah. Uh, so let's, let's talk a little bit of reality, all right? There's, there's a, a new book out, and it has done a lot of research into our culture. Everybody know what a culture is? It's kind of our world around us, all right? And it's done a lot of research into our culture, and so we're going to take kind of a reality check. And, and the first thing that we need to realize is, you agree with it or not, that our culture seems to be moving away from God. Would you say, say right on to that? It is. It's moving away from God. My day, we sit down and watch Andy Griffith. Yeah, some of y'all go, Andy who? Right on, yeah. Beverly Hillbillies. Father knows, you don't even know who that is. Okay. All right. 
You know, and we watch those kinds of wholesome shows, which have been replaced today with shows that I'm embarrassed to even mention, that, that, that proclaim all kinds of ungodliness as normal. And it's moving our culture away from God. Would you agree? Right on? Right on. So we, we want to talk about some of those things. In this book, it talks about some, some percentages, some statistics that's going on within our culture. First one is, probably less than 20 to 25% of the people in our culture see a need for things like personal Bible study, uh, prayer, having an active prayer life, that's what meant by prayer walk, prayer before meals, attendance, worship, attendance at worship, that kind of thing, small group connection in a, in a religious or a Christian type setting. Uh, they see really no need for that. And what that means is, three out of four people... In our culture, when you go home here in a few days, and you go back and your friends say, man, where have you been all week? Oh, I've been at Camp Blue Haven. And they go, oh, cool. What's that about? Well, we have prayer, and we get up early in the morning, and we take a hike and have a devotional, and then we have Bible classes, and we <laughs> swallow my tongue, and we sing, and we have worship. <clears throat> Three out of four people would say, boring. They just don't see the need for it in our culture. You see, another statistic they give us is 60% of the people in our culture say, if you try to study with someone, if you try to convert someone, <clears throat> that, that you're extreme and you're crazy. If you try to do that. I'm going to die <coughs> unless somebody has some water. <coughs> I would hate to die up here in front of all these kids. <coughs> I'm extreme germaphobe, but I am going to so break my... How, how do I do this? Just, oh, you're a man. Thank you so much. Right on. <clears throat> Brother, you cannot possibly imagine how germaphobe I am. I just really broke all the rules there. <clears throat> 52% of our culture say if you believe things like homosexuality, drugs, alcohol, all that kind of, any of those sins you want to categorize, if you believe they're wrong, then you're crazy or you're judgmental or you're narrow-minded. Uh, 42% say if you were to quit a job and go do a missional type work, I want to move somewhere and do a mission type work, if 42% of the people say if you do that, you're just all crazy. You're the man, all right? You're just all crazy if you do that. 90% of our culture say if you criticize or if you, if you say something is wrong that a person's doing, man, you shouldn't be doing those drugs. Man, you shouldn't be <clears throat> sleeping around. Man, you shouldn't be lying to your parents. Man, you shouldn't be talking that way. 90% 90, 90 of the people will say that you're being judgmental and you're critical. If you say things of that nature. Uh, 86% believe that our main purpose in life is to pursue what we want and what we desire and what makes us happy. What does that sound like to you? Pretty selfish, huh? Because it's all about me at that point, right? Mm-hmm. You're a good boy. Up there. <laughs> what we realize as children of God is that we're placed here to accomplish His will. Right? Right on? In right His purpose. It's not about us. It's all about Him. 
right? We doubt ourselves. And so they don't understand that, at least 86% of our culture. 79% of our culture believe you can do anything you want to do, YOLO, right? You only live once. You can do anything you want to do just as long as what you're doing doesn't hurt another. And you probably heard the expression coexist. If you haven't heard it, look on the back of cars in your neighborhood and you'll see that sign, coexist. And what that basically means is do whatever you want to do as long as you don't bother me. It's cool, right? (laughs) 79% of our culture believe that. 91% believe that you'll find yourself by looking within yourself or inside yourself. Children of God believe that we find ourselves when we die to ourselves and we place ourselves in the hands of the Father. Amen? Right on? They don't understand that. So, what, what we've just painted is this kind of Debbie Downer gloomy picture of our culture that we live in. And here, here's the special thing. God's gathered us up. And if you're, if you're a child of His, He's gathered us up. And he said, I want you to be my people in that world. Ready? Drop the microphone walk away. Here you go. Go get them. You be the lights in that world. The verse before he says, be salt. In that world. In that culture. I believe there's a reason. I believe there's a reason that we're in this culture at this time, at this stage. And I'm not negative with it. I think it's positive. I think it's positive. So we're going to look at a couple of those positives. How do we stand out so that we can stand up for Christ? And if you've heard me speak before, you know we're going to go to back pocket truths, right? Those are truths that you can put in your back pocket and take home with you. Well, we're going to look at a couple of back pocket truths. Ways that in our culture we can stand stand up to stand out. That we can be the light of the world. Right on? Right on. Alright, so here's the first one. First back pocket truth is we must be blended because divided we will fail. Now, now hear me out on this, what I'm talking about. In the, in the Western culture, we've been brought up to divide the secular. You know what the secular is? That stuff in the world. That stuff we do Monday through Saturday. That's secular. To divide the secular from the sacred or the spiritual. This is what I told, was told when I was growing up. Scotty, that's what they call me then. Scotty, it's church time. Go put on your church clothes and we go to... And then after, you go take off your... And put on your... Play clothes, very good. Put on your play clothes, which doubled as school clothes too. You know, but you put on different clothes, right? And you go play. And my parents were right. I mean, they don't want you wearing your best clothes out, you know, digging ditches and whatever I did as a kid, right? I got that. I understand that. Not condemning them. Except that thought line began to kind of exist in the church. That religion, that Christianity, that the spiritual, that the sacred is something we do over here. And then after we're through with that, then we go do the world thing. And what happens with that, when we're trying to be the light, is we begin to blend in with this world. And we begin to blend in with this world. Right on? You know what I'm talking about? 
So, so what this is saying is, back pocket number one says, we've got to be consistent. We, we've got to be the same people Sunday, Monday through Saturday as you are at Camp Blue Haven. As you are when you're sitting by the elder's wife and you're singing and she's going, and you're sitting with her, you know, whatever. You've got to be the same person Friday night as we are on Sunday. Does that, does that make sense? Right on? Consistency. That's what our culture has got to see out of us. Let me tell you, young ladies, that dress that you would never be caught in because of its lack of design or whatever. You would never be caught in that dress on Sunday because the preacher or the elder or the elder's wife or your friend's parents. But you'll wear it on Friday night to a date. The church just wore that dress on Friday night. You are the church. Right on? Not just on Sundays. You're the church on Friday nights too. When, when everybody in your towns uh, uh, or your school or whatever and they're going to do these things that you know you shouldn't be doing, you shouldn't be participating in these, well then the church is making the decisions whether to go be in it or not. And so God calls out to us, guys, it's not about you. It's about me. I need you to be lights because you're in a dark world and you're all I've got. My church is all I've got. So you go be light. Be light. You know what? Satan isn't bothered in the least that you're here at Blue Haven. Not in the least. As long as you'll leave Blue Haven at the bridge on the way out. Hello? Right on. He don't care if you're here or not. You can sing all you want to sing. You can take the hikes. You can get, you know, all religious. He just sits back and says, yeah, but you're mine when you get back. And he's okay with that. He doesn't, he doesn't care. By the way, I don't think Satan looks like this in the least. But the other pictures on Google that showed Satan, all these guys would be going, ah, for the rest of the night, all right? So uh, we didn't want to go there. He doesn't care. If you get up on Sunday morning and go to church, as long as you're not the church the rest of the week. And so, listen guys, we want to be lights in a dark world. We've got to be consistent. Right on? Now let me tell you why I think this is positive. There's so much dark, it makes it easier to be light. I think God is opening the door for us. You don't have to go searching for the dark. Go next door. Hey, what's going on, neighbor? It's probably going on next door. It is at my block. Amen, Ruth. Amen. Right on. You don't have to look for darkness. It's in your schools. It's in your neighborhood. Who knows? It's in your congregations. I don't know. And God says, I'm just opening the door for you. Go be lights. We've got such opportunities to be lights. 
I'm not saying God did that so we could have opportunities, but that's the way it is in our culture. So let's approach it as opportunities, not, well, what can I do? I mean, I'm from a little town. You know, I'm from a small congregation. There's just one or two of us. I mean, what can one person do? I, mean, I tell you, how can we be lights in such a small world? Yeah. Well, that's exactly what Satan wants you to feel. Instead of saying, we're going to light up some dark world today. You're the light of the world. So let your light so shine before men that they can see your good deeds. Only time Satan is worried. He's not worried if you go to church. He's not worried if you go to Camp Blue Haven. He's only worried when you become the church. You don't do church. You are the church. Now Satan starts wondering. He doesn't even care if you go to a mission trip to wherever I put there. Yupanga. I don't know where that is. But he doesn't care. It's when you become the church. Seven days a week. 24-7. You're the church. Hey, by the way. Psst, doesn't mean we're perfect. You're looking at the chief of imperfect church. I blow it all the time. My goal is to be like Jesus. To be in the image of Jesus. That's my goal. I'm not perfect. So he's not asking us to be perfect. He's saying you be my light. Make that your goal. You be my light. Alright, back pocket truth. Number two. Go do and be what we've been called to be. Sounds pretty easy, doesn't it? Go do and be what we've been called to do and be. Lights. What do lights, what does lights do? What do these lights do? They light it up. You know what my prayer for you guys is? My prayer is that you light up this world for Jesus. Better than my generation's done. We, my generation, has holed ourselves up in these castles that we call church buildings. And we've holed ourselves up in them and said, Come on to us. We would love you if you'll come to us. And Muhammad's not coming. And we're scared to death to go outside to Muhammad. Makes sense? I thought he was going to preach for me there for a minute, but it's okay, brother. I'll share the microphone. I'm good. Be lights. And he provides ample opportunity for us to do that. Be lights. This is the time of year that seniors graduate. How many seniors do we have? Just stand up real quick, real quick. If you're a senior, just graduated. Right on, brothers. Right on. Right on. All right. Thank you all. Sit back down. When you talk to seniors, and I'm not talking about just these guys, but when you talk to seniors, and, and the typical question is, now what? You got that little diploma. Now what? And you begin to hear their life unfold. Some are going to be doctors. Some are going to be nurses and lawyers and teachers and engineers. And on and on and on it goes. Right? And that's wonderful. Do you know what I want to hear? This is what I want to hear from you seniors. Well, my number one occupation is to be the light. Is to be a child of God. Wherever I go, I'm going to be light. I'm going to be his ambassador. I'm going to be his child. And to make a living, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be an engineer. 
I'm going to do carpentry or stair work or work at Harding University or whatever. I, that might be what I do for a living. But my number one vocation is to be the light. Right on? It's cool to be a doctor. I'm thankful we have doctors. The older I get, the more I see those doctors, right? It's good to be a nurse. It's good to be a school teacher. It's great to be, uh, you know, whatever. As long as our vocation, our, our, our main occupation is to be light. I'm looking forward to the day when seniors say that. I'm going to be light at OC while I'm in pre-med. Amen? Right on? So here's the word. It's called bivocational. Let me just challenge you. Every one of you here is a minister for the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't have to go to college to be a minister. You're already ministers. God's called you to be a minister. That's what light means. That's what being ambassadors mean. That's what a child of God is. You're bi-vocational. Your main vocation is to be light. And in order to support myself, I work in the oil field. I teach school. I do whatever. Right on? That's my prayer for you. So here's, let's read this verse again. Jesus says, you are, not will be, not should be. He says, you are. You've, you're all I've got. I'm counting on you to be light. Is that thunder? No. Okay. Like, it could be the Russians attacking, I don't know. Like a city on a hilltop that can't be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket instead of a lamp and placed on stand where it gets light to everyone. So here's my light. We are a city set on a hill. Nobody lights a lamp and puts it under a bushel. But they put it on a stand so it gives lights to everyone. Now the problem with this illustration is, is it's light in here, right? You can't really see my flashlight unless I bounce it around your eyes, right? So what we're going to do, we're going to turn the lights off. And then you'll be able to see my light better. So let's turn the lights off. Just be cool. Now, you can see my light better. So Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill that can't be hidden. Nobody lights a lamp, a lamp and puts it under a bushel. But they put it on a stand so that all can see. So you let your good works be seen by others so that they may glorify and praise your Heavenly Father. My challenge for you is that you let your light shine before all men in your little corner of your little world. Can I have anybody accept that challenge? Right on. We accept this challenge. We'll shine our light.
Now look around you. Look how light it is in here now. This is 25 lights shining in a dark world. Look at the difference when you accept the challenge to be the light. I don't know how many is in this room. I'm just going to say 200. I don't know. I wonder what our dark world would look like if all 200 of us took the challenge to go home, wherever that home is, and be the light in a dark world to be the person God's called us to be to make a difference in our little corner of our little world right on? right on let's pray Father we just love you so much and we're thankful that you uh, you've got faith in us that we, we don't even have in ourselves you look down on us and you see us in our imperfections. You see us in our shyness. You see us, Father, when we're overwhelmed, when the world looks so ominous. And you still call us children. And you still call us ambassadors. And you still challenge us to be salt and light. And Father, we're overwhelmed with that, that grace. We're overwhelmed with that confidence. And Father, I pray that every one of us here accept the challenge to be real. Not to go through motions, but to be real. To be your children in a very real way. And, and, and Father, if the world looks at us and says we're weird, so? They're probably right. But Father, we want to be weird for you. We want to be extreme for you. Because we are your called out. We are your church. Give us the strength to do that, Father. Thank you for Blue Haven. Thank you for the challenges we receive at Blue Haven. Help us take them home. Help us take them home. We ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen.